0: Here we go, episode 44 of the Hardline Sports Talk, I am Michael Merlo, alongside me I have John Michael Massiri, JM, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing okay,
1: uh, not loving this cold weather, you know, that, oh. that, that's a pain in the ass, but besides that, I'm, I'm, I'm living, how are you?
0: I'm great, I, lo- I love the cold weather, oh, and um, Psychotic. You know, we got a lot of baseball news, which is very exciting. You know, the NFL is in full swing. The the NFL, I I think I said it last week, is drunk. I mean, there's not one team that wants to step up and say, oh, I'm the best team in the league. I'm the best team in this conference. So it's going to be very interesting. And I feel like the Super Bowl is just completely wide open. You know, best team in the league, completely wide open. We're going to get to that in a little bit because today we're going to start with football. I mean, baseball, excuse me. And there's a lot of news. We're going to open up here with the fact that Noah Syndergaard shocked the world and did not accept the Mets qualifying offer for $18.4 million. He signed a one-year deal with the angels worth $21 million. And according to an executive that Ken Rosenthal was talking to said, this is a ludicrous move. I, you know what, And as a Mets fan, I'm, good riddance. I'm done, but I'm, I'm shocked.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of agree with that statement that it is a bit of, a little bit of a ludicrous move. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go to the lengths of saying what a stupid move that is because it's a one-year deal. How, how, you know, how much jeopardy are you putting your future in with signing a one-year deal? Not much, but it just shows that the Mets knew what Syndergaard's market looked like and Syndergaard and his agent knew what his market looked like because we were surprised from the get-go when the Mets offered him the qualifying offer. I, I, I know I was personally, you know, given 18 million a year of uh, $18 million for one year for a guy who has not played in, in a long time. He came back at the end of the season, you know, in glimpses, but that was really it. He's dealt with injury problems for basically his whole career. And even right. when he has been healthy, he hasn't shown that he could be his dominant self that self that he once was back in 2015 and, and those days. So, Seeing him get that qualifying offer was a shock. Seeing him decline that qualifying offer was a bigger shock. And now this morning, seeing that he signed a $21 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels, just like I said, it just shows that he knew what his market looked like.
0: Yeah. um, You know, I was okay with giving him the qualifying offer for $18 million just because, like you said, it's a one-year contract contract. You don't. Lo- you're not losing anything, and they they are they were in need of arms. They are in bigger need of starting pitching arms right now. But I think this is a good move by the Mets. You're right. They knew this. They. I'm almost positive they knew like he's going to reject this. We're yeah. going to get a pick, and the Mets were dealing with. Okay, we're losing Syndergaard. Now again, we don't know this. I'm shocked at the starting pitching market, and and Edward uh, Eduardo Rodriguez from the from the Red Sox just got paid a nice amount of money, five years, $80 million. And with the way we saw uh, starting pitchers being used last season, and even more so in the postseason, where they were relying on more relievers, I'm shocked. The pitching market is so hot right now. And I'm happy because I'm a big fan of starting pitchers, but with the way that, and it's so risky starting pitchers, I feel like it's more important to have depth right now. You want more starting pitchers rather than you obviously want the stutter to, but if you have depth in your starting rotation, that's very important. But it's a very hot market right now. Andrew Heaney got eight and a half million dollars for a year. Yeah. So I'm I'm shocked. Uh, good for I mean, listen, I'm not in at all pissed at the Mets. I mean, they offered the qualifying offer, they got a draft pick. That's it. They lost them. Now, I will be pissed at the Mets if they don't make a move and, and get a couple of more, maybe three more starting pitchers. Yeah. But there's also one more kick to this. Noah Syndergaard, who had said at the end of the year last year that he wanted to be a Met, if they offered him the qualifying offer, he would be incredibly grateful for that. He didn't even let the Mets like counter offer that. He didn't go back to the Mets at all. Right, he got the offer for twenty one million dollars. He was taught. He was actually talking to the Yankees. He was talking to the Red Sox. He was talking to the Blue Jays, and did not want to talk to the Mets. He clearly just wanted a fresh start and wanted to get out.
1: Yeah, obviously, um, you know, uh, the twenty one million is it's a high number. Nothing absurd, but you know, when you compare it to certain other players, that definitely is on the steeper scale. Um, but you know, I, I think when you were talking about the market. First of all, I think this is one of the best free agent classes that I maybe have ever seen in the MLB, um, especially in recent history. I mean, you want to talk about the starting pitching market. You have names like Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, a couple of guys that are on the older side. But then you go to the possible AL Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray. You have Eduardo Rodriguez, who just signed. Carlos Rodon, who's kind of flying under the radar, a guy who had a five-war year, had his season cut short a little bit, got hurt in the middle of the year, but still He's posted fantastic. a sub-2-5 sub ERA, put up incredible strikeout numbers. So it's a really good marker on the pitching side. And then, of course, you go to the hitters. You have five shortstops who could possibly get deals in the $300 million range. range. Yeah. Um, first baseman, you have Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo, other guys like Nick Castellano. So it is a stacked free agent class. And like you said, the, the pitching market is very high. And it seems like this MLB offseason is going to be one for the ages. But as much as I'd like to get excited about that, you have that dark cloud, that elephant in the room of a possible lockout, which is basically, it's basically guaranteed to happen at this point. I mean, I think yeah. everybody's expecting it for happen, for it to happen. It's, it's no longer will there be a lockout. And now it's how long will the lockout be? Hopefully it's short. Um, but we know how the, the, the players union and the owners negotiate. We witnessed that back in 2019, uh, 2020 in the COVID season. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think the Mets, I don't think they slipped up here. You know, Syndergaard is what he is. Um, I think they gave, they invested in him as much as they could. Uh, it didn't work out. He had a couple really good years and then the injuries just started stacking on top of each other and it just started spiraling. But um I'm a little shocked, just to go to the Angels side, I'm a little shocked that they would make this move and give him that much money because um, the Angels aren't a team with a super low payroll. I mean, we've seen them dish out lots of dollars over the past couple of years. I mean, you talk about the Anthony Rendon deal, you talk about signing Shohei Otani, who they're going to need to extend. He doesn't have a crazy contract, but it's, it's nothing cheap. And then, of course, the mega extension that Mike Trout was given and, um, you know, they've signed some other guys in free agency. It's not like they're they're operating on a $50 million payroll. So are the Angels going to be big spenders this offseason? Are they willing to go past that threshold? I don't know how close they are, but definitely a little surprised by how much the Angels gave Noah Syndergaard, considering we've seen them linked to other starting pitchers, such as Kevin Gaussman and even Marcus Stroman and Kershaw and Scherzer and all those guys.
0: Yeah, I also saw a report today that um, Verlander is unlikely to go there now. He's more willing to either go back to Detroit or in the East Coast. You know, the Yankees Well, that makes probably... sense because
1: now you're like rolling the dice on two people because you're, you're expecting Verlander well, Ver... to get a, a one-year deal, basically.
0: Well, Verlander's counting them out. He's not – Yeah, the, I, oh. the Angels are still interested, but the Verlander doesn't want to go there. Right. And that's actually a perfect segue very quickly to, um, you know, the Mets who just hired Billy Epler from the Angels. And, you know, you talk about the Angels and they've had some dysfunction. You know, in the past few years, they they have an owner that is very, very, very vocal. He steps on the general manager's toes. He's been known for that. You brought up Anthony Rendon; he made that signing. That was a Art Moreno sign. Art Moreno has not been a good owner for them. And Billy Epler, who again he was, was with the uh, Yankees for ten years. He was Brian Cashman's assistant general manager for a few years. His right hand man. And, you know, I I see a lot of people criticizing the move. And, you know, for me, this, this move to bring him in as general manager is not something I'm jumping for joy about, but it's also not something I'm upset about. It's a eh, move that I think could be very good. Billy Epler is a, you know, scout. He's a analytically driven guy. He wants to build the team the right way. Um, He, he was able to spend a lot of money because Art Moreno was always win in win now mode. I said win mode now on the radio four straight times. <laughs> four straight times. Yeah, that's a little tongue twister. It is. He's, but he's always in win now mode, and but he won't go over the luxury tax. So it's like you're dishing out all these right. contracts, and you're asking your general manager, okay, we're gonna pay Mike Trout thirty million dollars. We're paying Pujols this amount of money. They're probably still paying Josh Hamilton, yeah. but you have to stay over. You have to stay under the luxury tax. So I think Billy Epler is a, a fine hire considering the circumstances and let's couldn't do any. I don't think they could have done any better, honestly. So right. um, well, I'm okay it, with it.
1: It seemed like this Mets job wasn't exactly uh, uh, the most desired position for a lot of these guys that they were interviewing. I mean, we saw a lot of people decline to be interviewed or, or just didn't end up being interested in the job. But, you know, I feel like the casual take here is to be like – Oh, let's look at what Billy Epler did. The Angels haven't gone anywhere. They they signed all these big contracts and blah blah blah. But you brought up a fair point with uh the, the owner. Uh is it Artie Marino? Art Marino, what is it? Art Art Marino. Art Marino. Owner. Um, it seems like he's kind of the guy where it's go big or go home for him. And um, I think Billy Epler has made some calculated moves, but that those that Pujols deal, the Hamilton deal, the Rendon, every every everything like that. I think. That seems to me to be a little bit of pressure from the owner to make that big splash. He
0: didn't make the pool halls in Hamilton. He, he was there for the right. No, I I
1: understand. I'm just trying to describe the way art Marino
0: operates. Oh yes. Um,
1: those deals seem to be a little pressured, you know, the pressure from the owner. Let's make a big splash. Justin Upton, guys like that. Yeah. Where, you know, some guys who are maybe on the, the wrong side of their career and you're dishing out these big numbers and, and you're just trying to maybe excite the fans or, or get something going. But um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily knock uh Billy Epler for those moves. I mean, he takes some responsibility of course, but I wouldn't just, evaluate this signing and look at his history and say, Oh, well he did these, he signed these guys that didn't work out. So, so no, thank you. Um, one thing I will applaud the Mets for doing is we've seen the Mets in these situations before you want to think back to uh, the Brodie Van Wagen and signing, or you want to think back to Luis Rojas for their manager deal. They haven't really seemed to get people who are very experienced and have, have been, have been, you know, know the game kind of a thing, know the, know their their position uh, to the T, And I think that deserves some applause that they got a guy who's a household name, who's been in the game for a while as the general manager, has experience with other ball clubs, and you're not just signing some guy or giving a promotion and hoping that he can fill the shoes and take that next step um, just because maybe you get him for cheaper or, or whatever it is. I definitely applaud them for getting a guy who's done this job before.
0: Well, they were committed to their search. They were committed to what they were doing in their process, which you give them credit for. They, they I, I think they were very thorough in their investigation and their um, interviewing process. But you, you, I think you nailed it with the experience. But I, the biggest thing to me, and you didn't mention it, the experience of working in New York. And, and Sandy Olson yeah. had brought that up. He had said maybe people are afraid of New York. And he probably shouldn't have said that internally and a lot of people i think we know that i don't think people find new york a desirable place to work it's not easy it's not comfortable he also said that and that's not a selling point you shouldn't sell to people this isn't a comfortable job of course it's not we all know that it's new york but you have to sell the fact that this is a good job because you're in the biggest market in the world if you win you know forget about it forget to see new york forget about it it. yeah
1: (laughs) i mean it makes sense like You know, he goes from L.A. where things really weren't working out. Um, I know he didn't jump straight from L.A. to New York, but very recently he was the general manager in L.A. Um, And now, you know, you're right. It's not the most desirable location for some people because let's, you know, you are under a lot of heat when you're in New York. And now you stack on top of that. The Mets haven't won in a while. You have new ownership. You're looking for a new manager. Like, there's a lot on his plate, but... I understand the move from his point because there's also the upside to it. You can come into New York, turn this thing around, kill it, and now you're a god. So you kind of you you credit you, to him. Yeah. You make he's your own bets. So he yeah, he's got balls to come over here. Um, I mean, obviously, this isn't some stupid position that he's taking. It's you're the general manager of the New York Mets. That's pretty
0: 30 jobs.
1: Um, so I understand the move from his point and I understand maybe why some guys who are in more secure positions would choose not to come here um, to come to the Mets, but I understand it from his point.
0: Listen, I'm not crazy. I understand there's a lot going on with the Mets right now. I do. And if you want to take a chance, you could really, really, really not, you know, hit a home run. You could completely knock it out of the park. If the Yankees job opened up tomorrow, you wouldn't have this issue. It's, you know, it's, Yes, there's a ton of pressure. Yes, it's New York, but it's the Yankees. Right. So the Mets have a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. And especially this, you know, and I had said it, you know, back when the season was ending, this was their biggest all season in a while because of all the change that's about to happen. So we're just going to have to wait and see. We got to hire a manager. Thankfully, there weren't a lot of firings and things like that. Nobody, and I think a team hired internally. So it's mm-hmm. not like you're behind there. Right. But uh, we got something cool to do right now. I'm very excited for this. We're going to predict the top 20. Our top 20. We we have a list of the free agents, and we are going to predict where they are going. This is um. I'm really excited for this because, yep. like you said, this is a massive, massive, um, year for free agents. One of the best we've seen in a while. I don't know if it's is it the best. You 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 said it's really good it because could you know be.
1: they hyped up that free agent class. uh I remember, you know, back in 2016, they were talking about all the 2019 free agency classes is uh, is unbelievable. And at the time, you're like, holy crap, look at all these names. Um, But then you had some guys that fizzled out a little bit like Josh Donaldson. You know, at that time, he was with the Blue Jays winning MVPs. But once he hit free agency, that's when he signed that, you know, deal with the Braves. He wasn't as much of a hot commodity. Um, And that's that's the Machado Harper free agency class. But right. I think this one's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, you definitely have you have more players. Like that's the thing; it's more than like, it's, yeah. You have it's so stars.
1: deep. Yeah, the depth is unbelievable. Maybe you know there's not a top ten player in baseball out there. I mean, I think you can make the argument for Freeman. Um, I don't think people really expect him to move around. I'll mention that in, on my list a yeah. little later. But there's there's some there's some hot names out there. Um, All right, let
0: let's get right to it. Right, real quick though, how you like uh, your boy?
1: Uh, we we're talking about the Mets looking for a manager. Your former manager, he's going to be uh, sending people home at Yankee Stadium. How do you like about that?
0: You know, everybody's yeah. making fun of Luis. I, it's a good I job. Agree. It's a great job. Yeah. He's a he seems like a great guy. I mean, like top notch guy, and he's a smart baseball man. Yeah. So I'm happy that Luis got to stay in the state, and he doesn't have to move. That that's good big. Round. So good for Luis. All right, let's jump right into it. Um, you're starting off with, uh, Correa.
1: I'm going to start off with Carlos Correa, who is a, definitely one of the top free agents on the market. Um, he's been linked to a bunch of teams. He's had a lot of drama around the past couple of years. We know the Astros cheating scandal, and he's kind of been the poster boy for that. Um, so I'm going to start us off and I'm not going to be, I don't know if this is a surprise to everybody, but I have Carlos Correa signing. I, did you put a little cliffhanger here? Did you put your uh the terms of the contract cuz I didn't. I just put the team. I did not. Okay, yeah, that that's too complicated. I'm not yeah. I'm not a sports agent. I don't know what these exact terms these guys are getting.
0: Um we could guess if we want.
1: Right. I have Carlos Correa signing with his former manager the Detroit Tigers. I have him going to Detroit. I think this is wouldn't be a shock to everybody. I think the Tigers they had a nice year, a little unexpected, under the radar. They 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 finished around 500. I think the Tigers want to be spenders this offseason. They have the money. They're looking for a shortstop. This makes sense to me. I got Correa going to Detroit.
0: I actually agree with you and I hope that I hope he goes there like for just the Tigers, but I also hope he goes to the I'm rooting for him to go to the Yankees. Listen, I would gladly would be take him to the
1: Yankees. I just to me, I know you have Seager, but if I'm I'm thinking between Correa and Seager, um I think they're going to lean a little more towards Seager because A, I think that whole – I don't think you should sign players based on what side of the plate they bat from when you're giving people seven, eight-year deals or whatever they're giving. But I think the fact that he's a lefty helps, and I think the fact that it seems like Hal Steinbrenner is really in love with Seager, I'd say he's got a better chance than Correa. But I'll let you answer that question.
0: Yeah, so I've been flip-flopping with this, and it would also impact another move, uh, Marcus Simeon. But I'm going to put him here. And I saw a report again uh, an hour ago about the Yankees and Seager. I'm going to say this is the big move they make. This is the guy they go get. Um, It's going to be expensive. Both of these guys probably, if not 300 very close to $300 million. Mm -hmm. He's a lefty. He's a winner. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, he's had some big injuries. He's had the Tommy John, which was a freak injury um, for a position player. So I wouldn't be like too concerned about that. He's got to stay healthy though. He's a winner and he's clutch. I have uh, Corey Seager going to the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I like that deal. I'll, I'll gladly take Corey Seager. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Chris Bryant. Um, this one was tough for me. This was one of the last ones that I really came to a decision on. Uh, I, a couple teams bounced in my head. Um, I had him actually most recently, the last team I had that I scratched off the list. I had him going back to the Cubs, but, um, after thinking about it for a little bit. I I don't, I don't really know if he's going to want to do that or if the Cubs are going to want to do that. Um, I don't know if they're ready to spend again just yet. I know obviously Brian was there for a long time, but I have Chris Bryant going to a team that. Had a really nice year and and flirted with an an AL wildcard spot and and is gonna be some some spenders this offseason. I got Chris Bryant going to the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Um, I think you know this is a team that, like I said, and I finished with 90 win, uh around 90 wins, and I don't know their exact record, 90, 92, whatever it was. And um you know, they're a young team. They have plenty of money to spend. Their owner has – or their one of their executives has flexed about how they've charged people so much money for parking, um, <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Chris Bryant, he's got positional flexibility. Kyle Seeger's getting up there in age. Um, is he, he's, he's gone. Be a free, yeah, he's a free – he's gone. They need a third baseman. So, I think Bryant fits in really well with Seattle.
0: Yeah. I could definitely see that. I got somebody else going there. Well, actually, let me ask you this. I had my next player going there. Should I still say it or should yeah, I change of course. it? Of
1: course. Okay. This has nothing to do with my picks.
0: Okay. So I happen to think just because of the way the Mets have courted him, I think that's the big guy the Mets go out and get is Bryant. I see the Mariners getting Simeon. I, he, Simeon's from out west over there. He has said to want to play out west. They have a need. They have a lot of money. I see them giving Simeon a lot of money, and he goes to the Mariners. He's a fantastic player. We saw it last year with the Ray, uh, with the Blue Jays, excuse me, and you'd love to get him out of the yeah. division, of course. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I think they do get him out of the division, and um, he goes out to Seattle.
1: Right. Um. Yeah, I, I would – if I'm a Mariners fan, I, I, I would love this right now. I think, you know, Brian <laughs> or – I think Brian or Simeon, there's a pretty good chance – And if I personally, if I was a Mariners fan, I would want Semyon. I think, you know, maybe the age is a little against Semyon, but you know, that was what, maybe what we said last year. And he just put up one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a second baseman. So he's a hell of a, he's not getting
0: a six or seven year deal. I'd say more on the, he he'll, he'll get really
1: high value, average annual value, but maybe the years won't be as high. But then again, I think Scott Scott Boris is his agent. So you never know that guy like pulls magic tricks. (laughs) Um, all right. I got my personal favorite human being in the MLB right now. Freddie, Freeman. that's my boy. Um, just won a world series with the Atlanta Braves double down after winning an MVP season the year before. And I got him staying in Atlanta. I don't think this is a shock to anybody. Now there have been tweets that, you know, the Yankees have talked to him and blah, blah, blah that means nothing. You know, they're, of course they're going to check in. No, one's just going to assume that Freddie Freeman's going to resign. And,
0: and that's if, everybody doing their jobs.
1: Right. But I, I think Freeman, I think this makes total sense. He's beloved by the fans. He's beloved by the organization. He's played there for over 10 years. He has a family established down there. They have the money to pay him. No doubt. Freddie Freeman back to the Atlanta Braves.
0: Can't disagree with the word you said. Freeman seems like a fantastic guy. And, There's one guy I'm happy for on that Atlanta Braves team. It is him. Mm -hmm. All right. Robbie Ray, who, like you had said before, may win the AL Cy Young. When's that coming out? Uh, Tomorrow, right?
1: Yeah, it should be very soon.
0: Um, Robbie Ray. I have him staying in Toronto. I think the Blue Jays will miss out on Simeon. I think they'll focus their attention onto Robbie Ray and throw a lot of money at him. And, I will see how the contract works out. I don't know how much he'll get. I can't even give you an estimate. They just re-signed um, Jose Barrios. They extended him for seven years, one hundred and thirty-one million million, one One of my favorite pitchers. Hmm. So they're going to be full, full-blown committed to this pitching staff. They have that Alex Benoa kid who was fantastic last year. So, yeah, I got Robbie Rice staying in Toronto.
1: Do you want me to be honest? I'm actually my prediction. If I had Semyon and Ray, I'd flip flop it. I think Ray's gone. I think Semyon stays. That's wow. like wow. That's like my bold prediction of the off season.
0: Okay. Um,
1: all right. I got Max Scherzer, my first pitcher. Um, Max is an interesting free agent because obviously he's a guy whose age is up there, but he he might as well he, he could win the freaking NL Cy Young this year. I mean, the guy just continues to show that his age does not matter. He's a top-of-the-line starting pitcher that any team would love to have in their rotation. And, you know, uh, they've had him going back to the Dodgers. Some people have him going across town to the Giants. Um, I got him going to St. Louis. I I love that. I think the Cardinals could use an ace. Um, I mean, Adam Wainwright and Jack Flaherty have flirted with that title. I mean, obviously, Wainwright held it for years, but he – seem to grasp that title again this year with an unbelievable season, but the Cardinals have shown, man, they, they're not afraid to do crazy moves. I mean, the Nolan Arenado trade, Paul Goldschmidt. And now, um, I think Max Scherzer goes to St. Louis and I think they get that front of the line, no doubt ace on the mound and they get Max Scherzer.
0: That's who I had. I'm praying he's a Met, but um, (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen. I I think if there's any other situation, this is the perfect one for him. Yep. I, I most likely, I, I mean, if I had to predict like my pick was going to be the Cardinals, but if I had to predict, I'd probably say he's going back to the Dodgers, but I love that for the Cardinals. That that's nice.
1: That is nice. I would love to see that.
0: All right. Kevin Galsman, He's up and he had an interesting year. He had a very good year. And he sh- he's going to be due for a lot of money, probably in the, um, 100 million 115 million dollar range good for him um this is gonna be weird i haven't seen any link to this at all i'm gonna say the mets miss out on scherzer and stroman and get Cosman. wow i i my original pick was the giants but i don't see the mets going for stroman just because it's going to be very expensive i see them missing out on scherzer I'm going to say Gosman becomes the guy they focus in on and, and get for their like big starting pitching acquisition this year.
1: Yeah. Gosman's a little weird. I mean, he's had a, an up and down career. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a bit of a big prospect and uh, never really seemed to, to fulfill his potential in Baltimore, but he would definitely put it together in Sandy in uh, San Francisco kind of fizzled off towards the end of the year, but yes. still very strong year. Um. All right, I got my 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 Twitter friend Marcus Stroman here who's <laughs> who, who has blocked Merlo and I'm surprised he hasn't blocked me yet because I called him out on Twitter today because all yes. everything that comes out of that guy's mouth is about the Yankees, which is you want to read the tweet? Pretty Two strange. Sentences. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the tweet. Um, I tweeted, hold on. I tweeted at Marcus Stroman, "You are an unprofessional clown who lets the Yankees live rent-free in your head. Mm. Pathetic." Then he, instead of saying whatever pertains to what I said to him, he decides to send me his resume. So I I wasn't asking for a job interview, but if he wanted to do that, okay. I don't know with him having his own foundation and having a, a, a music career has to do with him being an unprofessional clown, but... Whatever. Um
0: I didn't know he had a music career. So that's, right. that's the yeah. information. Yeah, that, made. That,
1: that goes to show how <laughs> successful his music. <laughs> um anyways, uh I have Marcus Stroman going to a team that has had a couple crazy off seasons recently and made some crazy moves. Um I think they'll be a little quieter this year because I don't think they really have the room to do it, but I think this is their big signing. I got him going to San Diego,
0: yeah.
1: Um and playing for the pods. I mean, the Padres what an up and down season they had, and it wasn't like a Yankees roller coaster where it was constantly up and down, it was up. They hit the top and then it went crashing down with the starting pitching. Um, you Darvish had an abysmal second half, um, really happened after the whole foreign substance thing happened, which is a little sketchy and might tell you something. Um, Blake yeah, Snell, maybe. very disappointing year, so I got them getting a starting pitcher, which was um something that you didn't think they would need, but they do now. And uh, I got Stroman going to the Padres, but I would say Scherzer also could be a possibility. Maybe I haven't really seen him create uh, that that much link to them, but he was definitely linked to them at the trade deadline. I could see them giving him a short-term deal, but I got them getting Stroman.
0: Yeah, that was my team. I had them. I also thought the Giants, and I think Stroman would play very well, in that ballpark, I mean, ballpark. most pitchers do, but especially Stroman because he's a contact guy, and if he, he does let up that occasional fly ball, um it, it's tough for him. It's tough for that ball to get San out. San Diego is not the ballpark. place to
1: go if you're a contact pitcher.
0: That that's no uh, the Giants. I'm, I'm no, Seth I know. I know. Yeah. I'm,
1: sa- I'm saying, you know, you would not want to go to San Diego if you're
0: Stroman. But no, that's where, That's why I got it. If they throw the money at him, he'll. I mean, that's yeah. you know. And well, I'm having this argument with a bunch of people that, that these players are going to go where whoever throws them the most. Yeah, money, that's
1: it. But no, apparently Marcus Strowman would play for anybody except the Yankees at
0: this point. That oh,
1: right, but and that's no, okay. If, that's okay.
0: If the Yankees offered him two hundred million dollars and the um the Padres offered him one fifty, yeah. he would, he would choose the Padres.
1: Yeah, trust me, that's all right. We don't we don't. Even... <laughs>
0: All right, my next guy, Starling, Mar- Starling Marte, and it, I have a lot of teams here. A lot of teams are linked to him: the Yankees, the Mets, the Marlins, the Astros. I think the Phillies overpaid for him. They've had a need in center field for God knows how long. And listen, he's the top center field uh, center fielder on the market. He's older, so I think the money that I- that I'm seeing, the projected salary, three years, seventy five million. I think the Mets and the Yankees should stay away, personally. He's an older guy. He's 33. Um, he steals a lot of bases. He's exciting right now. He, had, he got traded over to the uh, A's last off, um, last season at the trade deadline. He was great for them. But I would stay away here. I, I really would. And let the Phillies make this mistake. But I think the Phillies will make the mistake and sign him to, like, a four-year contract.
1: Which would be ballsy because they need starting pitching. I mean, they – They've been pretty mediocre at everything for the past couple of years, to be honest with you. They kind of need a little bit of everything. Um, Yeah. All right. I got one of the last couple starting, uh, the last couple shortstops here. I got Trevor Story, who seemed to be a bit of a higher, uh, to be higher on this list at the end of the year when you thought about it last offseason but didn't really have that contract year this year where he really uh, put up some great numbers and uh, he he didn't have the best year, but I think story obviously still is a very desirable free agent. I think he'll get a monster deal. Um, Nothing absurd, but definitely some big numbers you'll see. And uh, I think the Yankees are a player for him. I think a couple other teams are, but I got story going to the Texas Rangers who I think, Are a team that obviously have a lot of work to do. They traded Joey Gallo, they traded Kyle Gibson, they traded some guys away. They didn't have a good year, and I don't think they expect to sign Corey C. Uh, Trevor Story and just have a great year. You know, they know this is going to take a little bit of time. But you get a guy in Trevor Story who who isn't very he's he's not old. He's still in his prime. Um, could even be getting better. Who knows? Obviously, he's not going to be playing in Colorado, which might hurt him a little bit. But the defense is there the, the the base running's there he's an all-around great player. I think this fit makes a lot of sense for Texas
0: he's kind of going underlooked I think you're 100 percent right i I agree with this fit. I think the Rangers make a lot of sense. I also think the Astros make a ton of sense but um is do you think there's any scenario in which he signs maybe a one-year contract?
1: I wouldn't call it crazy um but I would say it's online. Definitely.
0: If, if his market's not there, then maybe he does. Well, I, that's I heard something some...
1: that I kind of want to see is who signs last out of these shortstops and how does it affect them? Does it help them? Does it hurt them? Does it do nothing? You know, because maybe there's not a fit out there or you're, you kind of ran out of teams that are willing to throw those seven plus year deals north of 200 right. million. So there's not many of
0: those teams. That's right. You know,
1: you, know, you just off the top of your head, you got to cut, you know, the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, and the Mets, you know, something. To, maybe the Cardinals, other teams, the Cardinals don't need a shortstop, but I'm just talking about big market teams. Um, so do you, well, the Cardinals, eh, it's not like they have a, a perennial all star shortstop, but they're not actively looking. But, anyways, um,
0: I could see the Phillies in there. Yeah. They, they can make a run at them.
1: But, I th- I would think it would hurt that because I think you know your your options get lower, start to
0: get shorter and shorter. So, and and for a while I thought this was going to be the case with Baez, but you know we, we we were talking before his market's apparently hot right now, so I, I doubt he'll sign the one year deal. But you know you obviously are going to have Correa, Seager, Simeon, they're all going to get multi year contracts, a hundred percent. And then again, like we said, Baez. His name's hot right now. Story's the guy that's left there. And you can argue Story could be the third best guy, the second best guy on this list at times. Ugh. So it, I'm very interested I mean, to see what happens Last
1: Last offseason, there were arguments uh, that Trevor Story was the best shortstop in baseball. Yeah. Even over Fernando Tatis. Um, you know, Story's put up some really good numbers in Colorado. Uh, who hasn't, honestly? But, you know, he, he's, he's more yeah. than just a, a course Field guy um yeah that i forgot you're up
0: yes i am up and this is an interesting one uh chris taylor of the dodgers he just declined the qualifying offer um i'm gonna say he goes over and signs with their rival the giants i think the giants are gonna lose um why am i blanking on his name mm. Who are we just talking about with the with the Giants? Bryant. That's I think I think the Giants are going to lose Bryant. I think Chris Taylor comes in. He can play a ton of positions. I don't even know where he would play, but he's a, he's an athletic player. He's a good player, righty bat, clutch. I think the Giants um, go out there. They sign Chris Taylor, and I don't really see how you can argue how Chris Taylor would be a bad signing with how valuable he is to some teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the the Dodgers have a lot of guys coming off the books this year, honestly.
0: Um, but it,
1: it probably won't affect them. Their depth and is unbelievable, and they always seem to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I don't hate that move. I think the Giants, uh, I'm really interested interested to see what their offseason looks like. Um, you know, obviously, Buster Posey retiring, that doesn't seem like it's going to affect them. You know, it will affect them, but it doesn't seem like they're going to be scrambling to have Joey Bart, a big catching prospect. Yeah. Um, But then you got Kevin Gosman coming off the books. Alex Wood is a free agent. So that rotation might uh, need a little help, but we'll see what they do. And and if they try to improve even more on the offensive side. Um, All right. Javi Baez. I got Javi Baez going back to the New York Mets. Um, Yeah, I, I think you know, a couple people might look at this as a consolation prize for the Mets. Honestly, I don't, it depends what happens if the Mets decide to sign Baez before any of the other shortstops sign. That doesn't tell you it's a consolation prize. That tells you that they want Javier Baez and they want him to stay. But, um, you know, Javi Baez is, that's a pretty good consolation prize. He's no, you know, bum. He's finished second in MVP before he's had some good years. Um, obviously he's had some problems with his plate discipline and getting on base and everything like that. But, um with his style of play, you kind of sign up for it. Uh, he's an excellent defensive shortstop. I don't th- he's not gonna be playing shortstops for them. Obviously they have Francisco Um, so that would be a very high paid middle infield uh, for the <laughs> New York Mets. but I think uh, I don't necessarily agree with this move. I don't know if I would give a second baseman because that's where you're signing him for. Uh, a number that would be north of 200 million. And Javi Baez, especially because of the style of baseball he plays. I don't love it. It might work, but my preference, I don't love it. But I think he goes back to the mess.
0: I'd be shocked if it was north of 200. Yeah. i would be completely honest with you. But um, yeah, you know, I've been critical of Javi Baez and I'm coming to terms with it because I don't really think I have a choice. And I'm going to live with it because Javi Baez is a very exciting player. Yes. Strikes out a lot. The on-base percentage is not going to be up there. Hopefully he can, you know, take what he did at the end of last season and, and use that plate discipline because he'll be a fantastic player. If he has somewhat of a better plate discipline, but listen, he's a fast guy. He's a very, he's a very smart baseball player. I could give him that he's got great instincts. Uh, Like you said, he's a plus defender. He hits a lot of home runs. He's got power at all field. He's a three to four, possibly a five war type player. So bring him back you know i'm not gonna be against this team spending money and make improving the team and he improves right. the team right i'm up yep nick castellano's is a weird one i i was lost with this one and this is weird but i'm gonna say he goes to the cleveland guardians mm,
1: look at that
0: Yeah, the Guardians, who officially today, um, they're they're good. They got their naming rights from the local roller derby team. So good for them. They won that case. I'm very happy for them. Um, Listen, I think uh, his market isn't going to be as high as he thinks. He's got the qualifying offer attached to him uh the the guardian i i can't the indy i gotta say indians right now i'm sorry because <laughs> i'm talking about them in the past tense so they were the Indians right. so i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna say the indians yeah that's okay the indians um they had a weird year where they were like floating right there and I, they don't know what to do if they want to like they've been like grasping on half mediocrity pregnant. they're half pregnant yeah exactly I'm using, that's my I'm using phrase a there term. you go yeah so I think they'll say, "Oh, this is a good deal. Let's bring them in." They have to; st- they have a very low payroll. They have to spend some money. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I think this is where they go. Um, where did you have him going? I think Castellanos goes to the Mets. Really?
1: I think they. I think they make up for losing out on Brian, and they replace
0: Conforto. I think. I think he goes to the Mets. All right, so you, you don't. Yeah, you don't have them getting Brian. So, all right, yeah. makes sense. Um, all right. Clayton
1: Kershaw. Um, this is interesting. This is very interesting, and I wasn't so sure about this. There's been a lot of rumors with him going to Texas because he's from there, and the uh, Rangers. Seen have, that the Rangers, you know, could give a lot of money, and they've proven that they've could, they don't care about the ages of pitchers that they like those those kind of uh, prove-it deals. They've done it with Corey Kluber and Lance Lynn and stuff like that. I have uh, I got Kershaw going back to the Dodgers. Um, I don't think this is, you know, a big shock. Obviously he's been with LA his whole (laughs) career. He's going to go down as one of the greatest starting pitchers we've ever seen. Um, and I think the Dodgers, they lose, they lose Scherzer. I think they get Kershaw who knows what the hell is going to be going on with Trevor Bauer. I don't, that guy might never play a freaking game in the MLB again. um, I think they they bring Clayton Kershaw back on a, maybe a team friendly deal. I think he's made a lot of money. He'll he'll be willing to do that, and I think he goes back to L.A.
0: I think he stays in L.A. and goes over to the end. Wow, yeah, that would be nuts. That would be nuts. I would I be all our, for that.
1: You always talk about you love chaos. That's chaos. I love that nuts.
0: is chaos. Art Moreno likes to throw money. In, yeah, uh, shit. no, but Art Moreno so. <laughs> won't
1: give him like a one-year $30 million deal. He'll be like, oh, here's $8 million. You play when you're 45, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eight years, yeah.
0: it would be interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with him. I think if you're a betting man, you bet on him to go back to the Dodgers. Yeah. But let's see. I don't know. I'm trying to get kinky. Um, maybe Justin Verlander. Uh, Verlander, you're about to talk about Maybe if – Verlander doesn't end up in New York. Maybe the Yankees uh, like, hey, Could make a run at him. Hey, Clayton, what's going on? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see any. Uh, actually, there's one scenario that actually just popped up, but and that's the Tigers. I, I, that'd be interesting. I'd like to see it. I don't think it's happening. I think the Yankees are full no, blown in love with them. No at this offense, point.
1: Tigers, but if I'm Clayton Kershaw, like, I'm I've been in L.A. my whole career. I'm I'm gonna want to go play in Detroit. Mm. No, I'm talking about Verlander right now. Oh, I'm
0: talking about Verlander. Okay, yeah. I think the Yankees are – I shouldn't say full-blown in love with him, but I think the Yankees have their sights set on, we're going to take this risk. We're going to take this chance. Yeah. And I think for the Yankees, as of right now, this is a move. Go make this move. Yeah. Um. And I have nothing other, than, other, other to say about it other than I think it's going to happen. I am very confident in that Verlander will be a Yankee. Right. It's all mine. I'm going to be again, surprised. unless he wants to, unless he wants to go with his former manager and his former teammate to the tigers. Right. I mean, that, you know, is kind of enticing. I don't know yeah. how much he loves those guys, but we'll see. And it's official. Noah Syndergaard passes physical and it is done deal. There you the go.
1: Um, all right. Uh, the last couple of guys coming up here. This is a guy who I didn't even know was a free agent. To be honest with you, I forgot Big Kenley, one. Jan- Kenley Jansen. Is a free agent, um, and I got another back-to-back guys going back to the Dodgers. I think he stays in LA. Um, Dodgers have all the money in the world to spend. They they, they don't care about no damn luxury. Sure. that doesn't even exist to them, to be honest with you. Um, I have them go. I have them going back to LA. Jansen, a guy who maybe people were questioning, was losing it a little bit, and uh, really. Uh, stretched out his pitch repertoire this year, added another yep. pitch, and was dominant and proved that in the off in, in the postseason. So I got the Dodgers getting their closer back. Kelly Jansen goes back to LA and keeps that bullpen just shut down.
0: Makes sense. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Unless a team like the Phillies throw an absur- absurd yeah. amount of money at them, which I That's think true. is possible. Rossi Allen Glacius is also available from the Angels. We'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah. yeah definitely makes sense all right anthony rizzo former yankee i think he goes to the rival red Sox. i you know it makes it makes sense they need a first baseman i think he'll i'm actually not going to spoil the next one but i kind of just did already um (laughs) but uh i think i think rizzo and the red Sox make sense i thought it made so much sense of the trade deadline the yankees swooped in and it was a nice trade at the time yeah but um yeah, makes make so much sense because I mean they had Kyle Schwarber playing at first base right. in big games. You know that that can't yeah. happen. And you it seemed like him. the
1: Red Sox missed out on Rizzo at the deadline. It's, they were linked to him a lot and a lot of rumors that they wanted Rizzo.
0: Right. So this seems like the, I could also see him going back to the Cubs. Yeah. But um, I think the Red Sox make the most sense. This one's interesting. Couple lefties
1: to end off the uh, yeah the prediction. So my last guy is Michael Conforto. <laughs> Mets fans, some hate him, some love him. Take whatever you want. Um, oh, I love think he's, for Conforto. He's gone. I think that's pretty obvious. Yes. And uh, I got Mikey saying, all right, Trevor Story, I'm going to come play with you. I got him going to Texas. Uh, I think Michael Conforto goes to the Texas Rangers. Um, maybe makes up for Joey Gallo, whatever you want to say. But the Rangers got some money to spend. And sure. this is a guy who – could be very appealing to them. Um You know, it, it could be a signing that they they miss on, but also could be a signing that hits and hits big. Conforto's proven in, in, in his streaky career that he can be a very good hitter in the major leagues. I have him going to Texas.
0: Yeah, um it's pretty crazy what's happened. If you hear uh Scott Boris, he called him the king of queens and the diamond in every GM's heart. So um, and, and I don't know about that right. one, Scott. But uh, you yeah. you do you. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure
1: if Michael Conforto wasn't his client, he'd be saying the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two thirty batting average, seven hundred yeah. OPS. Yeah, sure. yeah. Real
1: diamond. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. If that's what got diamonds seen- <laughs> are, I'm never buying the diamond <laughs> ring for my future wife ever. Like ever.
0: Um, yeah. Really. Where did you have him going? I, I'm curious for you. Uh, Seattle. I think he's. See, okay. I have three teams: Seattle, the Giants, or the Phillies.
1: So no Texas. I was a, no, no, I surprised I you. did
0: not see Texas, but the it ma- it makes it definitely makes sense. Yeah. And I could see it. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right, the last one. Finish us off. Pause. Oh, pause. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Schwarber. I think he stays over there in Boston. They they wow. Love they love him. Yeah. And he was, I mean, the whole season. I mean, when he was with Washington and he had 10 home runs in five games against the Mets. And then when the Mets played him, he had two more against them when he was at Boston, no problem. Uh, He was fantastic last season. I mean, he looked like the hitter that was advertised, you know, five years ago. So I think he's going to be paid. I think he'll be their DH. He can't play defense. If his life depended on it, <laughs> but um, does, they throw this, him out there sometimes.
1: Does this mean Bobby Dahlbeck is on the trade market?
0: It would mean that, right? Because yeah. I'm, putting, I guess so.
1: I mean, I don't know if he could, I think he might be able to play outfield, but I don't think they want to do all that moving around.
0: No, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, you're bringing in Rizzo, you're bringing in Jorber, right? Maybe they could, in my world, it would Lieber
1: be, but,
0: but yeah, I, I see, I see him over there. Um, Boston. Tries to run it back, go back to uh, the playoffs. All right, pretty good. Run. Let's see. Uh, We'll see how many we got right. I'm, I'm very excited to see how many we got right. right. Um, There's a lot of free agents. I mean, we did 20. There's, yeah. you know, I, you can go make on. a list of 50. Yeah. And they're very, very impactful. So if the team wasn't mentioned, you know, I guess we're idiots. But we're going to take a quick break, do a little football before we go back. The Warriors just killed the Brooklyn Nets in yeah. uh, Brooklyn, a big game. So maybe we'll talk about that after this. The s and Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcasts at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. Episode 44. We are Back with some NFL news and updates from the craziness. Was that week 10 or week 11? Week 10. Week 10. Wow, we got a lot more. We got seven more weeks to go. You know,
1: I was going to say the same. No, eight more weeks. 18 this year. Come on. Oh, my God. Um, I was going to say, like, usually the NFL season, I'm like, holy crap, that went so fast. But for some reason, not this year. Not I'm, this one. I'm like, I feel like this season is going, like, pretty normally. Like not, it's
0: it's been long i mean i feel yeah. like i've sat on my couch every sunday like yeah you know because, zone a long time
1: probably because every week we're like oh this team sucks and then we're like wait never mind good but like you said the nfl is drunk so it's
0: like stressful it's like we don't know who's good we, we, know. we know nothing can the
1: patriots make their minds up how about that
0: figure it oh, out no the patriots have made their minds up okay um Let's start with the Chiefs because they have no clue what they're doing. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs did blow out the Raiders on Sunday Night Football, you know, thanks Raiders. i I really appreciate it. Um, they blow them out 41 14. The Chiefs offense looks like normal. looked a little bit normal. They um did not turn the ball over. Mahomes was taking what the defense was giving him. They had like two they had two hundred and fifty five yards after the catch. which is good, and they threw the ball 50 times, and it completed for a nice uh, percentage. Looked like the Chiefs. They were patient. They didn't take the deep shot and turn the ball over. This is what they got to do, and the deep shot will be there eventually. Yeah,
1: this was a game where the the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs of old, like you said. Um, One of my few correct spread picks that I picked this week. Um, Oh, yeah. At at this point, I might as well just stop picking. My record is just plummeting. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I like the line in this game. I think the Chiefs, I thought they were going to win and win pretty comfortably. And they obviously did. Um, You know, they haven't looked good the whole season, the Chiefs, but they had a nice bounce back week this week. Um, Took care of business, obviously put up 41 points. Pat Mahomes with the best game of his season so far, probably one of the best of his career. I mean, 400 yards and five touchdowns is astonishing. But yeah, like what I saw out of the Chiefs this weekend. Um, the Raiders are frauds. Let's get that out out yes, there. Um, Darren Waller's a fraud. Thanks for costing me a couple fantasy games.
0: Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, that, that that's my take. Spread picks haven't been good. They weren't good this week, <sighs> dude. I, I went, watched them before the. I watched them like or like right after the one o'clock started. Not good. I was like
1: five and eight last week, and like. That's bad, but, like, to me, that's, like, really bad because when you consider, like, the games and the picks I got wrong, we just, like, bad. Like, I picked the Browns to cover, like, last week, and I got freaking killed by the Patriots. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, not a great week. Uh, the, I did get the Chiefs game, right? But I, I think you have a pretty comfortable lead ahead of me. I'm going to start doing that thing with the whole teams that didn't cover the week before. That's, like, my only chance at this point.
0: There's only 3 games though this week like that. Mm. And <laughs> one of them's the Thursday night, so <laughs> Oh, great. No, good. I'm glad I came up with the idea to do it now when it's useless. Yeah, the that trend that trend was good again. It went 4 and 2 last week. So Yeah. yeah. I would like 7 and 6. Not 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 too shabby. Mm. But uh, yeah, the Chiefs defense is what's impressing me a little bit um the last four uh, five games they um are they are allowing their opponents 15.6 points per game. Pass wow. rush looks um alive, looks good and listen, they spent a lot of money on the defense. Yeah. So it's about time they started to show up.
1: Right. I mean, you know, Jordan Love Packer game gave up 7 points. Um obviously if Aaron Rodgers is on the field it's a different story, but giving up right. 7 points in the NFL alone is that's impressive you got to be happy with that they you know what what more could they do that game um speaking of really good defenses and speaking of packers I'm going to take your job here for a second I want to segue to this packers yeah please because now I run the show now that that's yeah yeah sorry
0: you 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 do the intro yeah
1: no problem here <laughs> we go okay, no um so uh yeah the Packers defense i mean shut out Russell Wilson who was making this this grand return where you know he's coming back after 3 weeks and oh here comes big bad Russ with this freaking finger tape on and he's going to throw for zero points yeah okay out a boy Russ um
0: hate on Russell Wilson yeah, yeah he's the, the he's hate the on Dan Wilson
1: on the planet. hey Seattle shut shut up i um, love russ but uh Packers defense played phenomenal. Uh, they held Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes, and Russell Wilson to a combined 34 points over the last three weeks. And Crazy. you know, you said at the beginning of the show, and and we might get into it a little bit later when we're talking about who you know. It seems like no team is really out there to say I'm the best team in this, and I'm you know this is my conference. I think the Packers have done that. To be honest with you, I mean, you look at their their schedule lately and the way they've just been. You know, they, they beat Arizona on the road in a primetime game who was undefeated at the time without Devonte Adams, and they go, they win that game. Then the Kansas City game's a wash, no Rodgers, obviously. Right. Um, and then they go make that statement by shutting out a Seattle team who's has a future Hall of Fame quarterback and Russell Wilson. And uh, I think they really can confirm that these next two weeks where they are playing the Rams. And this week, they're playing the – who are they playing this week? Vikings. The Vikings. So, two teams, especially in the Rams, who are coming off a shaky week, but uh, definitely not two teams who you're just going to roll over. Those are two pretty good football teams. So, I think the Packers have proven that, that they're a really good team, and I think this is the defense that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers organization has been looking for in these past couple of years when they've gotten so close to getting the Super Bowl.
0: It's weird because when we talk about the Packers, obviously – the past, I don't even know how many years we talked about how good Rogers is and how good the offense is and how they're carrying them. And this year, that is not the case. It has been their defense. And it's weird to say the Packers are the like the, the best part of their team is the defense. And, yeah. and it's true. And it's like, I have to remind myself every It's like people are like, and their defense was great. I think we're past the point, especially this year where we have to say, their defense is surprising. Like it, it is very, very good. They they signed um Joe Joe Barry from um I don't know where he came from. The defensive coordinator. He's been great. Yeah, and, and they've had. I, I want to see more offensively. I think getting Bakhtiari back will absolutely do that. And obviously Rogers. You know he was sitting in his house for, you know a week and a half. So right. I I thought he played fine considering the circumstances. But uh, I want to see more offensively, and again, I think Barrett Diari, the best left tackle in football, will help that out.
1: Right. Well, the thing that's helped them on the defense is, I mean, uh, Devondre Campbell has been an absolutely phenomenal Crazy. signing for them. I mean, he won NFC Defensive Player of the Month, and then Russell Douglas has been a pleasant surprise in their <laughs> secondary.
0: Russell Douglas. What? What do you left? No, because of your brother and Luke.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, Rasul Douglas has been a pleasant surprise for the Packers. Um, Obviously, he made that great play on Thursday Night Football when A.J. Green, his uh, controller, died in the middle of the route.
0: He retired um, in the middle of the route.
1: Yeah. Um, But really like what I see about the Packers' defense. Credit to their defensive coordinator, like you said. And, uh, I mean – if I'm a Packers fan, I'm ecstatic that they have this defense. The only thing that I'm like, well, this is great, but, like, why can't we take last year's offense and this year's defense and put them on the same team? Obviously, their offense this year isn't bad, but it's not as good as it was last year. I'm freaking burping like I'm got to – I don't know. I'm like yeah, hiccuping I'm and burping. I gotta eat. I gotta go a whole day salad or like a fast or something because I'm a mess. Sounds like
0: suicide. Yeah, it's bad. yeah, it's 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 weird, um, but get, we gotta get used to it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what happens, and I'm very excited for that Rams game. That'll be what is that? It? Be four? Was is that Sunday night or 4:25 on Fox? Um, I think it's four twenty-five. No, it'll on probably Fox. be
1: four twenty-five. Knowing the NFL, you know, uh, Steelers Panthers
0: will be Sunday Night Football or something. But I, 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 did we go over this? I like the four twenty-five star. So do I. I love that.
1: I do. I do as well. But I think from the NFL's perspective, they like to put their really good games. They want them on Sunday night football, but it seems right. like they just can't get that right this year.
0: Well, this 425 – this week, 425 is um, Cowboys Chiefs mm. in <laughs> That's Arrowhead. One. That's, That's interesting. Sunday night is Steelers-Chargers. Are you ki- – no, the Steelers are actually on Sunday night football. I think so, yeah. And TJ Watt might not play, and they don't know about Big Ben. Why oh, do
1: they – oh, Okay. So Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play Sunday Night Football. No, that's that's really intriguing. I want to see Mason Rudolph dump it off to Najee Harris seventeen times, and the final score will be twenty to seventeen. That's fun. Well,
0: with um, the way the Chargers defense is playing, that's probably going to be a close game. I
1: probably. Um, I don't understand why the Steelers are getting so many primetime games. I In mean, the this,
0: Pittsburgh Steelers. This isn't what I say. No, I'm saying they're the Pittsburgh. Oh, they're the Steelers. Pittsburgh. Steelers. I mean, they're a big yeah. brand.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the but you know the killer bees are gone. There's one B left, and he's horrible. So uh,
0: the Giants playing the last three weeks are on Monday Night Football twice. They played a Thursday night already. Why can't and, uh, why can't I get Zach Wilson or Mike
1: White on Sunday Night Football? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's no. go.
0: Yep. Yeah. See, that's where that's where we stop. That's where I want to see
1: Ty Johnson and the Michael Carter show. On Sunday night football, that's what I that's what that is what America wants to see.
0: I'm gonna tell you right now, the ratings would tell you differently. If the Jets played a primetime, yeah, Thursday night, baby, that's it, yeah. And do they play a Monday night? They're guaranteed a Thursday night and a Monday night, maybe.
1: I don't know. They, they, yeah, they give them like one or the other. They've played their fair share of Monday night games, the Sand Off Ghost game. That's fun, they have to, they have no choice, yeah. Well, it's Wait it's it's an agreement in terms of uh, revenue sharing and everything
0: like that, no? Because it, it makes yeah. the teams a little money. Oh, the Jets haven't played a Monday. I thought Monday night was guaranteed. No. All Thursday right. night is definitely guaranteed. Yeah. Let's talk about the Patriots. Yeah, let's let, let's do it. Because I'm going to say something that you may not agree with. I am very, very high on. The, I mean, very high on this team. I mean. I think the Buffalo Bills were my Super Bowl prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think that they could really push, push the Bills here. Mm-hmm. Like that good. Like defense, running game, fantastic. Mac Jones is maturing. He's lear- you know, he's learning and he's showing you he's not gonna make mistakes, he's not gonna turn the ball over. He could be a legit guy for them. And people were probably wrong and special teams and they're well coached. They have everything. Well, I mean, the the Patriots had a bit of a weird year
1: because we always will say, Oh, well they only lost to this team by this much and whatever. But you know, sometimes you're just like that. Yeah. You know, that doesn't matter how much you lose by. It matters who you beat, who you lose to whatever. But when you look at their schedule I mean, week one, they lost to Miami in, in a one-point game. But, you know, week one, we don't know what's going on. and They got a rookie quarterback making his NFL debut and whatever. But when you look at the rest of the schedule, I mean, that Bucs game, they almost won. Um, they beat, they almost beat the Cowboys. They lost in overtime. They have a couple blowout wins in there, like the Browns and the Jets. And, obviously, the Jets are an all-impressive team. But they've uh, – You they win beat, by 40. They've been in a role lately, and um, – you know, we we know the Patriots and how good Bill Belichick is and, and how uh, that defense can play. And now that the offense is starting to come into its own, I could definitely see them making a push at the playoffs here. What you said, I disagree with them. They're going to give the Bills a hard time. That's nonsense to me, honestly. I, that, that That's not happening. Um, Why not? They play them twice in December? I mean, come on. The Bills are freaking – the Bills are about Fantastic. to the title as the, the best team in the AFC. Like, they are – unbelievable the bills they
0: i think the patriots are that good i i truly
1: why believe why though come on they've had a couple good wins but they haven't had you know a statement game where it's like i mean they they blew out the browns but they haven't gone and gone head to head with the bills or the ravens or someone like that and just been like
0: here's a they, win we're here so you said that you know they lost these close games and yeah, you know, the, the week one I'll even take out. But like, look at these close games, and you realize what they're doing with a rookie quarterback. You know, that they game against the Bucks. Like, it, it's it's it was a tough game. You're at home. The weather conditions probably favored you. And it was there was a lot. You know, it was an emotional game. You almost won that game with a rookie quarterback. You know, I think with a rookie quarterback, you can look at it and and the excuse. It's not like a moral victory. It's like okay we just need this guy to mature and we're seeing Mac Jones get better and better and better each week. And this team with, with the way they're able to run the ball, they are fantastic. I mean, the Browns have one of the best rushing defenses in the league. They're averaging 80 yards. Um, The opponents are r- rushing about 80 yards on average against them. The Patriots ran for 190 yards on Sunday. Right. Well, it's, it's fantastic. I get it. I get
1: where you're coming from with the whole thing. He's maturing and whatnot, but, Let's also not forget he's still a rookie, and I think there are still a couple more bumps in the road coming for him. I don't think he's just gonna, you know, every game he's getting better and better. Every you know, by the time this season's done, he's gonna be putting, you know, having these unbelievable games. I I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, Like I said, I think the AFC, I think this wild card is open. Obviously, Um, do they hold the spot right now? They must. They might. they what are they? Five and four, something like that. Six and four. Six and four. Um, so yeah, they're they're playing well, but that whole thing, I don't think they're gonna give the Bills a hard time for this division. I think it's the it's the Bills to lose, and I don't think they're gonna lose it.
0: Interesting. we'll, we'll see. Also, one more thing, Mac, you know, has shown early in his career he's not gonna turn the ball over. He didn't do yeah. it in college. He's very accurate. And the Patriots have been turning teams over like crazy. They're always going to win the turnover battle, which is very, very important. Yeah. Let's see if they do hold the playoffs, but I think they do. Is there anything else we wanted to get to, though? They do.
1: I don't believe so. Rams lost a tough one on Monday Night Football.
0: Yeah. You know, I think people need to chill out. Yeah, okay. Let's... Maybe they were slightly overrated. They didn't really beat anybody crazy other than the Bucks. But listen, I mean, how do we
1: see these teams? fly through the year and you know teams have bad games
0: they're loaded they're fantastic they're talented they'll be fine Stafford's in a little bit of a slump um not like too worried about him I if think they come, you know I have to this is if, a big this is a big bye week for them this is yeah, huge
1: right if they come out against Green Bay and get blown out then all right let's start Warren right
0: right um very quickly cam newton back good for him um nothing more there yeah uh the giants and the bucks i mean the giants really want to play the bucks off of by bye. i mean off a of loss oh boy, oh boy yeah. yeah but uh yeah sounds like that's it
1: mm-hmm. that's a great
0: episode great episode we will talk to you guys next time and yeah that's it